Hey, welcome to the program. This is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're, we're here with you each and every single week talking about real estate. And real estate is always, it always seems to be top of mind, right? Especially on Sundays, Sunday dinner. Maybe you're going out to breakfast or lunch. You hear people chattering about it. And it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those things that's always top of mind, right? We're here to help you create wealth, to build a legacy. And we've got on some of the top professionals in our marketplace and throughout all of the marketplaces here in the United States and globally on occasion as well. So we're very happy to have you here. Again, my name is Emilio Despirito. I run the Despirito team over at Engel and & Volkers, and uh, we've got a very special guest with us today. So we're going to start the show. Boom. We're going to start the show and hit it hard today. We've got Greg Rice of Nexus Property Management. Uh, you, I know you, if you've listened before, you've heard uh, Greg before on the show. Super uh, intuitive. He's very knowledgeable into the market and uh, is the vice president of franchise uh, expansion over at Nexus Property Management. I think now they have five locations uh, and growing, which is fantastic. So needless to say, he knows his stuff. And uh, Greg, welcome back to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you here, Greg. Um, Greg, last week we had Melissa Delena of Delena Law on and you know we got a lot of our our uh, listeners actually contacted us in regards to this new law that has recently passed here in rhode island about landlords needing to have the rental units tested by october of 2024 in order to sell these properties uh can you go ahead and shed some light on it i know there was some questions some confusion about this so thanks for bringing it up yeah absolutely so the last time lead was knowingly used was 1978. However, almost 50 years later at this point, we're still dealing with the after effects, the negative effects of that. Then so look at us. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> lead paint, a lot of lead paint as a kid for me too. And what the state is doing is really trying to put an end to it once and for all by requiring uh, lead testing in order to do an eviction. Okay, so if you have a tenant, a tenant that's in arrears and you want to evict them, you'll need to have an active lead certificate of conformance, it's called. Certificate of conformance, which means that the unit and the property is lead safe. If you don't have that, you can't evict the tenant. So, the workaround is you terminate the tenancy, okay, instead of evicting them for the money that they owe you. So there is a workaround for landlords who do not comply, but you'll also be subject to fines, which are to be determined. The fines will be determined at a later time. But ultimately, the majority of properties in Rhode Island have lead-based paint somewhere because they're all older multifamilies. So a lot of these properties are going to fail and it's going to cost landlords not hundreds and thousands. It's going to cost them tens of thousands in order to comply with the law to potentially evict a tenant. So we're going to be spending so much money. We're going to be replacing doors. We're going to be replacing windows. Okay. Siding. All of these things in order to get the properties up to snuff, just to be able to have the right 
to evict somebody for not paying us. That's wow. the crux. That's the crux of the law. That's wild. I mean, Greg, is that even practical in your opinion? Well, I feel that practicality and reality are just not in line at the state house. I feel that these folks that are making these laws don't understand what it's like to own a rental property. They're hearing from the tenants. They're hearing from the lawyers of the tenants, but are they really listening to us landlords? I mean, a turnover from an eviction costs $10,000 just when yeah. the tenant leaves. Now you want us to have the property led safe? Do, do you yeah. know the companies that are going to take advantage of landlords? Oh, hey, this has led. This has led. Oh, this has led. Landlords are going to get hosed. I'm not going to get hosed. Okay. But the, the smaller landlords that don't have the experience and don't have the network, they're going to get taken advantage of by unscrupulous contractors, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. Oh, you got to replace this door. That's 500. This window, that's 600. This, that. Oh, we got to take this out. Move this around. That. You know who's really going to get hosed is your absentee landlords. Uh, right. That, you know, um, I agree with that a lot. And here's the other thing, too, Greg, right? Is we know for a while, right, over the past year, there's a lot of landlords that paid the highest prices ever for their multifamilies are hardly, if not at all, making a profit, actually losing money. They're in the, the highest mortgage rates uh, of 20 years at eight, eight and a half percent, maybe even more if uh, they had a different type of like portfolio loan, right? These are the people that are probably buying their first investment or second investment that are going to get beat up. They're going to get kicked down and it's the little guy that's going to lose with these. I think this law is crap. I think it's crap. Well, the law, has been, the law has been there. The law has always been there as far as you need to have your property in conformance. Uh, but the, eviction piece is what they've thrown on they said how can we make it how can we almost force their hands to do this hey i got yeah. an idea what about if they want to file an eviction they need to have their lead certificate hey that's a good idea so the lead law has always been there let's get that clear but it hasn't been able to be enforced because there's nothing hanging over the landlord's head but frankly landlords just can't afford it like you can't, even the inspection could be a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I should have been more clear with that, Greg, is that this new, this new legislation, okay, where they're, they're, they're forcing the landlords in. Look, you know, what, what about some tax credits or something for these landlords? First off, you got these crazy high property taxes, okay, in, in communities like Woonsocket, Pawtucket, Central Falls, Providence, in the areas where landlords are getting beat up the absolute most with tenants not paying, with evictions, with all these other crazy costs. What about, hey, if you have to evict a tenant and redo and, and revamp an apartment to get it rent ready, why not give that person some sort of incentive or credit to beautify the property instead of beat them up and, and, and jab them, right hook them, poke them. Like, come on. Like, this stuff fires me up, bro. Fires me up. And, and you know, landlords are the last ones to get paid, right? 
We pay everybody first, the banks, the insurance, the utilities, our vendors, our property management. Everybody is getting paid first. And then the landlord is getting paid last. If there's anything left over, we will reap those benefits. But a lot of times there's nothing left. True. Uh, you know, so by the way, if, if you're just joining us, uh, this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show uh, powered by Nexus Property Management. And we've got Greg Rice. Uh, he's, he, he runs Nexus Property Management. He's also the VP of uh, franchise sales. So, I mean, there are five different markets around the country. Uh, and, and we're specifically talking about Rhode Island today. There's some new legislation that passed in regards that we feel is kind of forcing landlords' hands when it comes to the lead law, kind of making things um, a little bit more out of reach, a little bit more unaffordable, a little bit more harder to create wealth that's needed. And I think ultimately, Greg, I think what's going to happen is that you're going to have landlords losing their shirt and eventually potentially losing their home. What if they get, what if they have a three-decker, okay, and all three have to get uh, evicted? Now, how many months can somebody go here? Uh, what, two, three, four months, a tenant without paying and getting away with this? Correct. And if the landlord doesn't have their lead certificate, which could take months and months, right? Or even years, because sometimes we got to rip down wall inside the apartments. So the tenant yeah. that's not paying will have to go in and rip down drywall, you know, do new insulation, yeah. do new sheetrock while they're in there, while we're losing money, it's just going to be an absolute cluster mess. Cluster All mess. right, Greg, let's put it this way, right? Let's, let's say your, your, your two beds, your typical two bed unit, any given city, let's just say Pawtucket, okay? Two bed unit, Pawtucket, uh, you got three units, two beds each. What is something like that going for a decent area? For $1,500 a month. All right, I had 1500 here. So that's 4500 a month per se, right, for that three unit. Now you've got three units which aren't paying, okay, times three months. Correct me if I'm wrong, that's $13,500, okay? Now you got 13,500 lost, gone, okay? Now the landlord is still responsible for paying the taxes, the insurance, the utilities. Never mind if the tenants' utilities get shut off, you got to keep that house heated. Or else you're going to have an issue. Never mind how hard these tenants are probably going to abuse this property because they don't even care to pay their bills. Moving out, leaving trash behind. The rehab on a typical rental, Greg, is what? You said 10K? 10K if it's an eviction, typically. 10,000. Okay, so now you've got another $30,000. What about legal fees for an eviction? What does a typical eviction cost? Say 1,000 to 1,500 if the constable gets involved. Okay, so so let's just let's go conservative here and say three grand. Now, before they even hit this lead, uh, you know, situation where they have to make it lead safe, they're at forty six thousand five hundred dollar loss. Yes, that that's enough to bury most of the landlords out there. And you can deduct your renovations and legal fees, but you can't deduct lost rent. So when you're a landlord, you can't claim oh i lost rent from unpaid you know tenants there you can't so really you know only 30k of that money you can deduct at the end of the year but a deduction doesn't help if you're already losing money 
Yeah, the, the deduction only helps if you got a big portfolio. Again, this is a great point, Rick. This the, the whole point is again, the little guy loses with these awful policies in place. You know, look, I, I don't think that a lot of our folks at the state house go in trying to hurt people, but they don't do good enough of a job to talk with the folks that are in place that are the professionals dealing in that industry. Instead, they're making knee-jerk reactions. They're, they're going out and placing these laws in, and uh, they don't understand the ramifications. Ultimately, poor policy, bad news for landlords, no good. My final thought, and we'll wrap this up, is anytime something like this happens, who's going to be paying for it? The cost gets passed on to the tenant. The tenant bears the brunt of all new legislation. So if we want to continue to hit and hurt landlords, we can only ask one person to pay for that, and that's the tenant. And they're going to be paying higher and higher rents to pay for more and more legislation, right? That's so right. the tenant's going to pay higher rents in my properties because now I have to hire a full-time lead inspector. I'm going to have to do lead remediation, okay? I can't eat that cost. This is a business. It's not a social service. It is a business. It is not a social service. So that's I'm sorry, but that's the hard truth. The tenants have to pay for my expenses. Bottom that's line. Look, maybe you own some properties. Maybe you are thinking to yourself, what the heck am I going to do? Look, you've got a lot of solutions, at least. You've got people here uh, here in Rhode Island, surrounding maps and Connecticut areas that can help you. Okay, so feel free reach out to Greg at nexuspropertymanagement.com. Go ahead and reach out to him with any questions at all. Um, you know, he's there to help you. And if, if you have questions about, you know, property management end, or if you're looking to even open a property management franchise too. I mean, he can help you with all of that. So they do a wonderful job there. They can guide you through anything with multifamilies uh, as well. Good stuff. And uh, wow, Greg, crazy. Thanks so much for being on with us. Appreciate having you. Greg Rice, uh, Nexus Property Management. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here in a couple minutes on the Dispirito Team Real Estate Show powered by Nexus Property Management. All right, today we've got a great guest with us here on the Spirito Team Real Estate Show. We've got Ted Tapuzis of Tapuzis and Associates. And, you know, we bring Ted on for all sorts of great legal advice. He primarily focuses on real estate law, right, which can be very in-depth. It's a niche uh, type of situation. And when you're buying a home or selling a home or you're dealing with uh, easements or surveys or uh, building a new home, whatever it is, development, whatever it is, you really want to make sure you're getting highly specialized answers, which Leah does this all of the time, right? You don't want to go to a divorce attorney to handle real estate. You don't want to go to a real estate attorney to handle divorce. Pretty straightforward, right? But we see people make these mistakes sometimes. And hopefully, if you're listening, you know the context of we like Ted Tapuzis of Tapuzis and Associates. So, Ted, Welcome back to the program. Thanks, Emilio. Thanks, Emilio. You're very great, welcome. Great introduction. I love it. Yeah, it's true. Oh, thank, you, thank you, man. Thank you. So, uh, so, so, Ted, the, the market right now, right? So we're in January 2024. The market uh, traditionally in December and January into February is traditionally slow. In 2021, 2022, not so much 2023. But now in 2024, we're noticing an uptick in buyer demand 
and very low inventory. And what I want to get to here, the point I want to get to here right now is I want to specifically talk with anyone who may be in the market to purchase a home and why in the next several months, I would say it's already starting, but why in February likely, March definitely, April, May, June, they're going to be in a situation where they are waiving inspection contingencies to get homes. They are potentially waiving appraisals to get homes. They are waiving potentially mortgage contingencies. And I want to talk about some safeguards they may be able to put in place or ways that they can word their offers in any of these given areas to still protect them from keeping their deposit and not losing it. And again, just making sure that they're able to purchase a home without biting off more than they can chew. Okay. Okay. So that was a lot, but the first one I want to hit, Ted, is I want to hit inspections. Mm. All right. Inspections. And in Rhode Island, just to preface this, the buyer has what 10 business day time frame, and they're supposed to be able to go in and do any type of inspection that they want. Um, but tell me a little bit about if they waive their inspections. Like what are some of like the, the things that could happen not only to the buyer, but to the seller with inspections, the risks. Yeah, there's definitely absolutely there's risks. I mean, you know, if for a seasoned buyer, you know, um, which we're not dealing with uh, that type of buyer, you know, like an investor investor uh, type buyer, then then that um, decision to waive an inspection, you know, makes some sense. They know what they're looking at when they're looking at the the home. I mean, they can kind of see the things that they need to address, you know. But for somebody who's going to live, and then and also that's important. Um, those people are not going to live um, in that home. They're going to they're looking at that as an investment property to to fix and flip and and or or to to rent out. Um, but for somebody um, you know that's looking to purchase a property for their home, um, it's a different different animal. You know, so you really you're gonna you're gonna live in there. You're gonna you're gonna have to deal with the consequences of your decision. And I um, mean that's an important thing to to keep in mind. Um, and and so many times do we or in the past because because this this idea of waiving inspections um, was a pretty prevalent thing um, a few you know maybe a year ago maybe a year and a half ago even you know it's now if you're talking if you're mentioning hey this is starting to come back uh, um, or it could be on the horizon to come back um, you know that's it's definitely a slippery slope because you know what people are doing is they're they're risking. Um, I know they want to purchase the property because there isn't much inventory um, on the market, right? And that's that's kind of like the, the catch, you know. So you want to be the one that's that's up up, um, you know, uh, you know, in in the running for that property. But by the same token, you have to also be careful of with, um, you know, what you're doing to get there. And I think um, waiving inspections on a property that you're going to live in um, is not a good practice. I mean, look. It, even these these inspectors don't catch everything either. Um, they do their best um, to try to you know alert you on the things that are that are uh, you know like, you know mechanical issues or um, hazards like safety hazard things. Um, but they don't catch everything. They just they just don't you know they they don't have uh, you know X ray vision. But uh, but you know they do a good job in letting you know 
um, you know, what's the problem with this property or, or what the problems are and the concerns, you know, maybe they're not even problems. They're just things that, you know, you should put on a checklist to get to address when you're, when you are, um, uh, you know, when you're the owner, but, but there could be some really significant things that they pick up um, that if you waive your inspections, um, you're just passing right over um, and uh, and having to purchase this property with those items, so so it's concerning. I I I would tell you I I mean, and I know that that you're bringing this up in your program, but but um, there's a reason for not doing it, and yeah. and I think it's a strong reason. I I don't I I don't recommend it. So so Ted, like let's say somebody a buyer goes in highly competitive situation, four hundred thousand dollar home, Warwick, Rhode Island. I say Warwick because it's the largest housing market in the state with the most amount of homes. Uh, and, and, and always the kind of the fastest moving market for the most part, right? It's 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 the median price around four four fifty, right? In Warwick, it's a market that is feasible for a lot of first time buyers, a lot of professionals moving in and out. It's it's got a wide array of properties. One of my favorite markets, right? Very good, centrally located, but Warwick, right? Let's say you have a home in Warwick, and the sellers have done a very good job of filling out their the disclosures, okay? They've filled out the disclosures, you know, to what we thought would be as best as possible. Uh, it's very complete. And the buyer sees that, and they're going up against, say, 10 other offers. And this is, this is not far-fetched. This is going to happen again. It already is in some cases. So buyers going in, disclosures look great, filled out. They say, you know what? We're confident. We're going to go ahead and waive our inspections. The realtor says, "Hey, I understand. Yeah, you know, you may have to do that to win this, but you know, you should do some sort of an inspection. Maybe we put for information purposes only. I don't yep. know. Whatever. They have the conversation. Ted, the buyer disagrees. They go and waive inspections. Now, after they've moved into the home, fast forward sixty days later, they contact a roofer to come fix the roof, and they find out that that homeowner." had known about a, a bad roof and did not disclose it, what is the remedy, if any, for that buyer? You know, realistically, after you've purchased the property, um, now it's a question of, are you going to sue them? Or, you, you know, what are you going to do? That's because your option is you can't, you can't, unring the bell you've already bought the property you know so so you you're stuck with the property and you're stuck with the issue so so how do you fix this situation you either repair the roof um you know and and spend that money um or you try to sue but but the this the lawsuit isn't an easy you know path to, to of resolution it's not and you're going to spend money to get get there because you got to hire an attorney there's time involved and and meanwhile, the roof is still leaking, or whatever the issue is, is still happening, right? So so that, this kind of this question comes up more than you think, more than you imagine. I mean, uh, maybe maybe you would you would think otherwise because you know you do a lot of volume, but um, but you know, and and that's exactly the conversation I have with people. I say, look, you know, you, you either can fight it out, but you're not fixing your roof, um, or you uh, fix your roof and you say that's that's the risk of purchasing the property um you know with without um, um, inspections and and you know what even if you had inspections and and the and the inspector isn't that great 
um, you might still be stuck with the situation. You know, so so you have to look at it like that too. But the, these these disclosures, we do a pretty decent job at at um, at making that an issue um, here in Rhode Island that you, you know, sellers need to complete their disclosures properly. And uh, yeah. whenever yeah. I represent a seller, and I know that you do as well, you say, hey. Put it all on the disclosure, everything you know, um, because it's better to know, you know, put it all there than not to put anything at all and then run the risk of this situation where they knew and they just didn't disclose. And, you know, was that done with intent or not or whatever? But uh, but I think that, you know, you know, it's just one piece of the puzzle. Um, the inspection is the other piece of the puzzle. You know, you really want to know what's going on at that property. You really need to evaluate the, the disclosure, but also do your inspections. And you can yeah. do it for informational purposes only, but you know you have to understand at that point that you have waived your inspection. Um, you don't have the benefits of that, and you're still purchasing, but you know you're purchasing with knowledge. Yeah, so it's interesting that you say that because I think that you have you have all right. So the law is is basically it's interpretable, right? It's that it, you can look at any any law and. Unless that language is so perfectly exact, it's a little open-ended, right? So if a, if, if a judge is looking at a purchase and sales agreement and they see under the inspection section, inspections are for informational purposes only, Ted, how are you seeing that? Are you seeing that as the buyer has waived their inspection, cannot get their deposit back, or can that buyer get their deposit back? I mean, I think if you if you just say for inspection purposes only, for informational rather, in, uh, sorry, informational purposes only, I think you risk getting your deposit back. I really do. But if you say um, something that uh, you know, inspection, um, you know, uh, uh, we're waiving inspections, um, you know, for you know, except for um, you know, like safety concerns, you know, let's say, and then and some, you know, some major item. And uh, yeah. and if you see something that's major, then you have to condition that that statement. I think in order to get your deposit back, you know. So, uh, agreed. You know, and and, and look, that the, the whole point of this is if you're listening and you're getting ready to purchase a home, there's there's a couple things here. Number one, January is already getting busy. Okay, we had a handful of listings that were sitting in in December and January here at Angle Bulkers. Okay, holiday time is that. And they are already getting sold, okay? And they're already getting sold with multiple bids. It's like the like the faucet turned on, interest rates drop, faucet turned on, right? So as a buyer in many of these price ranges, you're already going up against maybe two or three or four offers. This is January. It's snowy, it's icy, it's cold. There's fewer buyers out. Rates are gonna continue to drop from what the economists are saying, from what the Fed is saying, from what we're seeing here. And buyers are going to continue to enter the market and supply is going to continue to get tighter. The writing is on the wall where you need to be very proactive with this. You have to be guarded. You need somebody with experience to walk you through this. Okay. And you need to make sure you have the right legal representation and don't waive things if there's ways to write it in and if your realtor can finesse a fantastic offer to be accepted by a cobro, by a listing agent. So look, there's a lot to this. You're not at it alone. We're here for you. I strongly suggest to reach out to Ted Buzis and Associates. They can assist you with your home purchase, 
with uh, a home sale and guide you through, make sure that you have the right protections in place as well. You can reach out to them at 855-451-0841. Again, 855-451-0841. Ted, thanks so much to you and your team for doing everything you do, and thanks for jumping on, Zach. Thanks, Emilio. I appreciate it very much. Well said. Perfect. You're welcome. You too. Great segment. Thank you so much. Okay. Great show. Right. Stay tuned. This segment has been powered by Thuzis and Associates. We'll be right back here in a couple of minutes. Good morning. Welcome back to the program. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'm Emilio Desperado. This is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show, where we're here with you every single week sharing timely, balanced information and news about the real estate market, primarily here in New Rhode Island, surrounding Connecticut and Massachusetts. But with our network, our exclusive network at Angle and Balkers, we cover 33 countries, five continents, have 17,000 advisors across the globe. And look, we don't just hire anybody here at Angle and Balkers. It's not your typical real estate brokerage. Instead, we hire high quality caliber people that exude three core competencies of exclusivity, passion, and confidence okay so we have one of those folks on the line with us today and from one of our feeder markets and that's the seattle area mercer island to be exact lovely market and a wonderful person here with us today yvonne welty yvonne welcome to the program good morning thank you for having me amelia appreciate it good morning you know you did such a great job last time and you and i we've referred clients back and forth and you do a really nice job actually my clients, uh, John and Jolene, have said nice things about you. So that's great. Thank you so much for working with them. Love and thank it. you for your clients that you sent to us too. So um, it's all about taking care of our clients and making sure wherever they are that they're getting the right uh, professional to help them with whatever it is their needs are. And everybody has varying needs, right? So Yvonne, I wanted to talk with you today about um, the shifting landscape in the market, right? The market over here in Rhode Island has been bananas, it's been crazy, it's been busy, but I want to talk about the, I, the Mercer Island market and uh, the buyer empowerment, as you said. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? What's happening out there? Absolutely. So, I mean, we're, we're starting to see more buyers out there come on the market. I mean, clearly interest rates dropped a little and it seems a little bit more attainable to, to go get that, that property that people have been sitting around through the holidays waiting for. Um, I feel like right now there is still so much noise in the media that people are, um, some people are still on the fence with regard to just thinking that that interest rate at the mid sixes, uh, high sixes, that's still out of their, you know, put them out of their price point, out of their budget. Um, I feel like just really honing in on uh, connecting with a, an advisor that has resources to a um, very professional lender can really customize a plan to get those individual um, uh, mortgage rates specific to those clients. So, right, some of our buyers are seeing closer to that high fives by the time they actually go lock in a rate. And that's not something that's shared out there in the market right now. That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, let me ask you this. So um, we're in January 2024 and interest rates are due to continue to decline, right? Supposedly, we've got to see what happened. Sure. What, what do you think, What what's your 
forecast of the next several months, the spring market uh, in, in, in the Mercer Island area? Um, I foresee that we are definitely going to see more inventory. I mean, it's it's coming up to spring. That's kind of been past practice. Um, but I feel like there, there's still some of those lingering buyers out there that just need the right professional to connect with, to give them the resources, like I shared, um, to make them feel more empowered. So I will, I do believe that we're going to see more competition, um, probably not as much as we saw last year, but I feel like all of those buyers that are sitting on the fence are once they this interest rates drop just a little bit more, that might be enough to get them off that fence and and uh, definitely go get in this market. Um, it's one of those things where, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You know, no, I was just gonna say like coming into the spring market, it does create a little bit of a frenzy. I think sellers are out there starting to prep their homes and, and really want to be part of this. Um, uh, market to get, you know, in front of these buyers that have been sitting on the fence through the holidays. So according to the National Association of Realtors, every time a interest rate drops by 1%, 5 million buyers enter the market across the country. That's a significant amount of buyers seeing as, I mean, think about it, the inventory uh, that has sold for, uh, I believe, single family, multi and condos across the United States usually teeters around four and a half to five million. Right. And you've got that many buyers rushing market for every one percent or that many buyers who are now able to purchase in, in that in that market. Right. So what do you tell your buyers that are looking right now and interest rates? You know, they always change, uh, but they're teetering around the high fives, low to mid sixes. Um, and we're expected to see lower interest rates. What are you telling those buyers right now? Is it a is it a good time for them to go out and purchase right now with maybe fewer competition, or should they wait until the rates drop? Personally, I feel like if they just have that financial clarity, they have more power in this market currently than going into the spring market um, because there will be likely more competition out there and sellers may be willing, not as willing to give up some of those concessions. So, Correct. right. So that's, that's just personally my opinion. Um, I think we have more leverage as buyers right now before that spring market. You know, I, I like that. I can appreciate that. And that helps us segue into our next area where I really want to talk with you about because you are an advisor. You're an advisor with Envelope Walkers. You know, there's agents out there which are transactional. And then for our, our guests listening, and then there's advisors who will take more of a consultative advisory approach and guide our clients whether or not it's they're buying or selling now, but over the course of their life, right? We're there to help them manage their properties, understand how to build wealth, generational wealth, and leave a legacy in real estate. That's what we do at Angle Volkers. Tell us a little bit about your advisor-centric approach that you take. So my goal, honestly, is to really get clear on what sellers and buyers, what their, um, get laser focused on what their needs are. It's not about me uh, coming up to the table and trying to sell them on, you know, whether they should sell their property or buy right now. It's really what matters to them and get honed in on what their needs are. So um, I just really like to have those conversations and dive deep into just understanding their why. Um, I feel like that's an important piece because 
Um, sometimes, you know, again, the media, I come back to that because it's really, um, I think the advisor piece is really lost. I feel Ooh. like um, there's not as much uh, that buyers and sellers may not feel as, as much of a need to have an agent right now. And right now, more than ever, it's so important to have someone that has, has the resources that can help guide and navigate and really um, come to the table with so much information and just, again, really help them na navigate right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said something the last segment you were on, and and, and look, you're, you're one of those people, whenever you talk, I'm listening, right? You've got a lot of great things to share. You have a lot of insights, valuable insights, and you've got extensive experience. You said, my job is to meet buyers where they're at, meet sellers where they're at. And and, you know, since you've said that, since you've done that, I've now incorporated that into our meetings here at Engel Volkers in Rhode Island at both locations. I've uh, incorporated that into nearly every conversation that I have with sellers. And when they're talking about what do you guys do differently? And we go over all the differences, but we say, look, we're marketing and meeting buyers where they're at. And I, I really love that because we do. It's not fluff. We do. And uh, I, I just, I wanted to thank you for that. I'm glad I remembered to do so. Um, Yvonne, I got about two more minutes left and, and I want to um, talk about the unseen hours that it takes to get the job done for our clients. Can you talk about that? So I feel like the unseen hours, it's one of those things where it's meetings like this, it's collaborating with other advisors, it's, uh, you know, doing the training, really diving deep into um helping these sellers and buyers meet them where they are, exactly what we talked about. And, uh, you know, connecting, have all, having all those resources. So for instance, for from a seller standpoint, um, some sellers may think that all we do is put a home on the market on MLS and put a sign in the yard and, you know, send a flyer out and that's it. And there are so many hours and hours and hours that we spend to learn about that property, um, go tour other properties in the area to see what the comp competition looks like um, and have those conversations with, you know, walk-ins at open houses. Um, the really extensive marketing that we go and just dive deep into making sure that everything, it doesn't have to be perfect, but we just have to be able to convey our message, how amazing this property is and share that with multiple, um, on multiple platforms. Um, we, you know, yeah, meet the buyers where they're at. Yes, exactly. Global reach, yeah. all of those things. It's really important to, to meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and lastly, Yvonne, how important has, and, and how, how can I put this, right? You, how, I guess like this, right? How imperative is it for a seller and a buyer to be working with a global advisor, somebody who is connected throughout the world uh, with a empowered network? How, how important is that in your opinion? I really think it's so vital. It's so imperative that having a global, an advisor with global presence is not just something that's on paper. It's connecting all across the globe with other people, other advisors that are willing to um, share more and more and collaborate and really get that seller's property out in front of eyes that are, you know, that are moving. 
Um, I've connected with so many people across the U.S. Um, for one specific seller's property right now. And I'm working with a lot of other advisors that are in those feeder markets that are coming to Washington, coming to the Pacific Northwest. And I feel like that's a ball that's really dropped um, with a lot of agents. And so I feel like at advisors, we have the opportunity to meet our buyers and sellers where they are and just go above and beyond to really um, uh, deliver. I mean, that's our goal. Awesome. Well said, Yvonne, as always. And, you know, to our listeners, if you are tuning in and you want to connect and you're looking to purchase or even sell maybe another home out in the Seattle, Washington area, Mercer Island, uh, you can go ahead and contact us. We'll connect you with Yvonne Welty, um, or you can call her direct. I'll give you her phone number here. It's 253 253- 279-8274. Again, 253-279-8274. Awesome. Yvonne, thanks so much for coming on and uh, just being a professional that we can always depend on. We appreciate your advice. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you, Mario. Awesome. You're very welcome. Hey, to our listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here in a couple minutes on the Disparito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming everywhere in iHeartRadio app, WHJJ. We've got Rhode Island Bloggers Top 5 events happening here in the Ocean State. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. We've got Jennifer Jaber of riblogger.com here with us today to talk about the top five events happening here in lovely Rhode Island. Jennifer, all yours. Thank you. Um, So January 19th is the Brewery Comedy Tour at Foolproof Brewing in Pawtucket. Um, It's from 7 to 8.30. It's a nationwide comedy tour and it's in its 10th year. So it promises to bring plenty of great comedians and plenty of laughs. Um, the evening will be filled with hilarious jokes, delicious brews, and lots of fun. Um, and often there's food trucks involved. I actually didn't see whether or not there was, but my guess is that there is. Um, and Foolproof is just a great place to go. So definitely put that in your social date book. Um, if you or anybody you know is a Beatles fan, Friday, January 19th uh, is the 1964 The Tribute, a Beatles tribute band at the Stadium Theater at 8 p.m. Um, it has been thrilling audiences since the 80s and has been called the best Beatles tribute band on earth by Rolling Stone magazine, which is a pretty great accolade. Um, you can expect a rock history musical journey journey that will take you back to the sights and sounds of the Beatles. And I think of my parents for that one too, because I know they loved them. So it's always like a good gift thing oh, too. Oh yeah. How can you not like the Beatles, you know? It's true, it's true. And when you get a good cover band, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, agree. And the Stadium Theater, probably one of the best venues in New England. Fantastic. Win win. Um, Saturday, January 20th is the West Warwick Second Annual Winter Festival at River Point Park from 530 to 8. Um, there'll be a Christmas tree bonfire, music, food, and drinks, all to bring the community together to celebrate the winter season. There'll be kids' activities, a food drive, uh, character visits, hot chocolate, and much more. So just a great family fun night and just a celebration of the nice chilly winter season, which we are in. Wow. Uh, Christmas tree bonfire, Jen, that's amazing. Like, what a great way to, to uh, I mean, to, to celebrate a new year and to clean up, right? Fantastic. Yeah. So we do it every New Year's Eve. We do, like, a little intention for the year, and we burn our Christmas tree in a bonfire. So... Um, I love that people do it. It's a great, it, you're right. It's a great way to just like let go of the last year and start a new one. Love that. Um, Lumina is a month long light festival from Dr- District Park to Bank Newport City Center um, in Providence. It goes until February 20th. 
Um, it will showcase a contemporary ice palace adorned with 25 towering prisms. Each prism mesmerizes with light and different viewer perspectives. Um, the festival will feature performances, engaging programs, and captivating tours. And specifically, the weekend of January 26th and 27th um, offers a variety of activities, including a light-up parade, food trucks, local beer, and family-centric programs. So again, it goes until uh, February 20th, but the 26th and the 27th of January are like a highlight weekend. And last but not least, if you're a hot sauce fan, Saturday, January 20th is National Hot Sauce Day at Narragansett Brewery um, from 12 to 4 p.m. There'll be a variety of featured hot sauces from artisans across New England. Um, there'll also be spicy culinary delights featuring hot sauces um, and a blind taste test to determine the best hot sauce of the day. Gotta love that. Good stuff, Jennifer. And if you're listening, you can check all of those events and several others at riblogger.com. It's updated daily, weekly. It's constant, and uh, they do a wonderful job of letting us know what is happening here in Rhode Island. Good stuff. Jennifer, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great week. You're welcome. You too. Wow, what a great show today. Very exciting. I love being here with you. And if you have any questions at all, you can do a couple things. If you're looking to potentially sell a property, we cover Rhode Island, Mass, and Connecticut here on the Despirito team. And you can go to homevalue401.com, type in your address, put your contact info, and we'll reach out and get you a home value report and walk you through the process of selling. Again, home value 401, and that's the numbers, 401, homevalue401.com. Uh, man, good stuff. Thank you to Ethan, our station, uh, I mean, our producer, Bill, our station manager, uh, our listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us each and every week. Jennifer Jaber, riblogger.com. Greg Rice of Nexus Property Management, um, as well as Ted Tapuzis of Tapuzis and Associates, and our special guest, Yvonne Welty of Engel and Volkers down in uh, Mercer Island near Seattle, Washington. Great stuff. We uh, appreciate you being here again. I'm Emilio Desperado signing off for the week. God bless you. Enjoy your time. And we'll see you back here on News Radio 920, 1047 FM, streaming everywhere on iHeartRadio, WHJJ, next week, Sunday at 10.